At this time of the year in Yeshiva, my Rebbe would speak to us about the parashia Sateyah and I felt like the others Prussian moved into the Yeshiva. Every year Abramavin would burst into Yeshiva and he would energize the whole Yeshiva. He would come to us and beg us the Abde Hashem and we Prussian felt my Rebbe's queer theorem of Abraham Avinu, we felt we experienced Avraham yearly. We had all sorts of big tzaddikim used to come to Yeshiva. Yitzchel Avinu coming was always a favorite. When Yaakov would show up, wow, intense. Each one of the others, with their minus, with the stories that the Torah tells us, inspired us yearly. We of course had the villains, we had the people that were so hard to understand, we had the yearly frustrations. It was so upsetting. Every year, other would make the same Avera. Couldn't he ever learn? Didn't he see what happened last year when he did Avera? Didn't he see what he did to all of mankind? <coughs> Can he finally be a Machia Tov after all these years of being a Kofli Tov? But each year, my Rebbe gave it over to us in very real, very ways, mature ways, sophisticated ways. These are all stories we hear from our children. But we don't, we tend not to think them over a little deeper, a little more profound as we get older. We don't reanalyze, re-enjoy, re-understand, reassess. And my Rebbe did it with us. I actually was so fascinated, I was reading my Rebbe's book. He wrote a safer, a book about his father's life. And in that book he describes that his father did that for his family. He says that his father brought the others into their house and made it was real by them, these parishes atoyers. He spoke about the ideals of Avraham Avinu and he described that his Rebbe did, his father did from him precisely what my Rebbe did for us. So I want to speak for a few minutes about life. To me it's one of the saddest parts of the whole faith of Horatius. Why is a person close to Avram Avinu? He's at the center of the universe. <coughs> to be near Avram Avinu is to be relevant, is to touch greatness. Every one of us has a desire. We want to be at the in place. When we think, where should I go for Shabbos? Should I go here? I, want to, I don't want to be one place and all the action. The place we are just as the place to be is someplace else. We want to be at the in Hilda, at the in Matzav. And the way to be at the in Matzav, the in place, where is the in place? So in Sukkah, Hillel tells us, the Simcha space of Shuevu was the most happy. I grew up my kids this year at a bar park. Unbelievable. Gorgeous. It's amazing. It's, it's electric. I could talk about it for hours, not for now. Gorgeous. I felt that was a center. There was no place I wanted to be more. Now picture the similar space of Shuev in the Beis Hamikdash, completely electric, and in the middle of this whole unbelievable joy, unbelievable party, unbelievable atmosphere. In the middle of this atmosphere, Hillel calls something out. 
And Hillel says, Imani can, Akol can. Imani means Hashem. Rashi and Titus on the spot says representing Hashem. And Hillel says, if Hashem is here, everything's here. Hillel profoundly was telling the people, you know why this is relevant? You know why? You, you see, you think we are good jugglers. We have some nice voices. We can hire the best jugglers in the world. You know, sometimes we'll dive in a hollow together and it's just electric. Find a group of brothers that are sitting with the Rebbe and Einig and it's just magnificent. If we would hire the best voices in the world, they would say, okay, beautiful, very nice. I'm not so into nice voices. Fine, Shkayef. The electricity is because there's something real happening. Imani can, Hakel can. Hillel says, you feel something? You're all excited? You're getting your Hakkadish from here? There's an electricity here? Because Hashem's here. Hashem being there creates relevance. I spoke to a Talmud of Rav Shmuel Birnbaum, the mirror of Shashiva Zatzal, after Rav Shmuel was Nifter. I was trying to comfort him. He said to me, you don't understand, Daniel. When my Rebbe was alive, I walked into the mirror of Yeshiva, I was at the center of the universe. It was like foolish anybody to be anywhere else. I was by my Rebbe Rav Shmuel. He said to have Shmuel was nifted. I don't feel I'm at the center of the universe anymore. In the summer, I learned with younger children, and there was a group of kids. If you ever meet kids from the Lower East Side, all day long they talk about the double Feinstein. He makes it relevant. When Amisha was alive, people on the Lower East Side laughed at us. Take your grass. Take your lawns, take your big houses, and do what you want with it. We have emotion. They laughed, we're all stupid. They were living at the center of the universe. They were living in the best real estate in the world, by emotion, God of Adir. Relevance, connected to Hashem. Near with the true Aliyah, that's relevance, that's the center. When there's real connection to Hashem, when there's real Aliyah, when there's Ruchnis, it's the center. Imani can, if I, the Shechinah, am here, Hakol can, everything's here. And life has this course to be near Avram Avinu. Stop with your childish pictures of Avram, stop it. Though you Avram Avinu, a nice old man who was kind, stop, knock it off. He was the world famous orator, Vagavla Shemecha. He won wars unbelievable. He beat the four most powerful kings of his time. Everybody knew that of him. An unbelievable orator, an unbelievable warrior general, who was known throughout the world, the most famous man in the world. Avram Avinu wasn't an old man, maybe a nice person came. He had a sprawling campus miles long. He had a door in every corner to every ruach. What's the big deal to have a door in every room? Why would you have a house full of doors? It was miles long. So you had to invite people from the west, the north, the south, the east. Vagita Esho, there were trees. There was hundreds of people on his staff. It was the greatest institution of learning of tears, you can imagine. Miles long a campus where men came to learn on one side and women came to study on the other side. I don't know if they charged. 
I'm sure it wasn't to make money. Avram was rich. He probably supported this institution. And people came, generals, kings, princes, simple people, countries, to learn by Avram Avinu. The men went to Avram Avinu's side, they heard shearing from him and the people underneath him. The ladies went to Sarimim, Sarim, the Kayyavis And Avram Avinu, the center of the universe, the one close to Hashem, the one handed all the gifts that Hashem hands people who have been serving with such passion. So he's a gifted person, Avram Avinu. A person who serves Hashem, Hashem hands him all the gifts in the world to be able to serve Hashem more. And Lady Zaycha to be by Avram Avinu. I can't picture a person more at the center of the universe. And the meanness you pick up by accident when you're around Avram Avinu. The greatness that rolls off Avram Avinu that just flies there. Forget all the shiurim, don't forget so fast. But besides all the shiurim, the greatness that flies off the Adam Gadol. Now the Pasuk in Mishlei says, Yafutsu Maynoisecha Chutsa. Let your mayanos, your wellsprings, burst forth. Yerchayvayt Pauzer Mayim. In the streets, puddles of water. What's the second part? Yufuzumaynoisecha means to teach to you. What's the puddles in the streets? The puddles in the streets, Abay Sayyid, are the tzaddik, the Talmud Chacham. Besides the shiurim he gives, when we're around our abeyim, midas that just fall off their wet, they're soaking. Besides what they teach us, the sichas chulim, sit by your rebbe by an oinig, just the way he interacts with his family, just his joke, his walking, his son talk, impacts us at least puddles in the street. The impact he leaves almost by accident. It's just, just all over the place impact. Light is Zaycha to be a Talmud of Avram Avinu. He's Zaycha to be focused on by Avram Avinu. Unbelievable. He has the attention of his uncle Avram. Avram Avinu fights the war to save Light's life. He has the affection and the attention of, of Avram Avinu. The meanest that Light picks up, you say, it's, where did he get it from? He's like, he's Pashat Messias Nefesh. He gives up his life for Achmatis Archim. Amachmas Archim like he can't believe. Does it sound familiar? Do you think possibly he learned it from somewhere? Do you think that was just a puddle from being near Avram Avinu? Something that just being around Avram just, that's what happens. He became the Machmas Archim like we can't imagine. The perks of being near in Avram Avinu. And then we're reading the parsha. Avram shepherds and light shepherds are not coexisting though. And light has every option of naming a shepherd in. Tell them to stop being Isaac Gezel. Tell them to stop grazing in fields that aren't there. Just tell these shepherds to knock it off light. You're around Avram Avinu. It has a price. You could be around greatness. And Avram is giving all the mindless in the world being around Avram, but it has a price. So wait, wait in your shepherds. Tell them to stop grazing their animals in places that's not theirs. And Avram Avinu says that if you can't do it, the is not stopping them. He says, He told no me alone. We have to separate. You can't be around me as much 
circumstances. He put in number alone. And then one of the saddest circumstances in the, in the whole prayer that I know of. Vayisa no. And light lifts up his eyes. Vayaris kolkikar ayyardin. And he sees the Jordan Valley. Kikulay mashka. It's so lush. It's so tempting. It's so drawing. It looks so pretty. It's so tempting. Light is at the center of the universe. He's near Avramavimu. And he sees, and he has simple ways to stay with Avramavimu. But his eyes see something. They see the Kikar Ayyadeh that's cool and master, that's so lush. It could be such a good life there. Oh! And he's tempted. Now, boys, I hear that Tayyach does something shocking. Tayyach does something shocking. This story in the Tayyach is one of the most fascinating stories. And Hashem, who's the created any good writer, you know, when I was a kid, I liked Agatha Christie. Hashem made her. Hashem's the best writer ever. And Surah Kelechen and Sayyid Kelechen. Hashem's created any good writer. Hashem knows how to write as the best perfect writer. Here Hashem does something, he ruins the story. It looks that way to my dumb mind. If you read this story, Rabbi Sai, it's an epic story. Why did I choose today? Because it's so pretty. It's so cool to learn the Torah. Keep going. You'll probably learn. I assume you're reading Lechacha. You plan on continuing on. Keep going on in the Torah. What happens to this gorgeous, pretty place? Did anybody here ever visit Stein? They claim that a tour guide showed me a place that not a blade of grass grows. He took us on this, this truck, drove us around. Nothing grows here, nothing grows here, nothing grows here, nothing grows here, and nothing grows here either. And he said it's Stein. Completely desolate. Such a great story. Light chooses something, it's so tempting. And then bear with the story, these people are evil. And ultimately what light chooses gets destroyed. That's the end of the story you'll read later on. And it's an unbelievable, can have a great climate. This that light chooses, and then go, he moves there. And wait, wait your turn, you'll see what happens. The Torah does the most interesting thing. Hashem says, light raises up his eyes, and he sees the Kikra Yaide is gorgeous, before Hashem destroys it. That's why I remember when Harry Potter came out, so kids were reading Harry Potter, the biggest crime you could do is tell the end of the story. You were like a Russian. You said that Snape dies at the end. You're a Russian. Who asked you to give it away? If you say who wins Voldemort for Harry, you push a crew. You had to give it away. You had to say who he's good, he's bad, he almost is good. Unclear at the end who's good. They're all bad, they're all good. You are rushing to give it away. Kids are like walking around. I know kids walking around because it came on Shabbos. Some of different people, different fucking people are walking around like this. Shabbos, I guess. Here the Torah station, it says that he sees the kicker of Yardin. It's so, it looks so gorgeous. Before I can destroy it. 
Why did Torah stick in before Hashem destroyed it? You just gave away the end of the story. Why give it away here? Somebody's learning Chumash, you worried my tour guide's going to become an Afikarius. Says, wait, look at the Kiki Yang, it shows it is gorgeous. So the student raises his head, but Rebbe, it's not gorgeous. I was there. I took that tour guide that Kalish took. It is not gorgeous. Says, lush, greenery, there's no grass that grows there. Said, behold your horses. You'll see later in the Torah. Stay tuned. Don't, don't stop. If you stop learning Chumash here and you take the tour, you'll be in trouble. The Torah says, I have a kasha, bomb kasha. The Torah says, let choose that area because it's beautiful. It's lush. I took a tour. There's not a blade of grass. Say, hold your horses. Wait for the end of the story. Hashem doesn't want a guy to wait for the end of the story. Why here does it say, light looks at the kicker, it's gorgeous, before Hashem destroys it. Such a strange place to put before Hashem destroys it. I think, I want to suggest to Pshat Rabbi, said, why Hashem puts here, that He sees it beautiful before it's destroyed. Why tell me the ending that it's going to be destroyed? And what I want to suggest, Rabbi, say, is that while you're seeing it, Light has an awareness that it's going to be destroyed. It's describing what he's looking at. It's not giving away the end of the story. Why would Hashem do that? Light is by Avraham Avinu. He has something eternal. He has something precious that feels permanent. You know the feel when they say that by the Rebbe, they feel the center of the universe. It means they have a feeling of something that's not fleeting. When somebody's around the base Medrash, when somebody's around the Rebbe, when somebody's environment of Aliyah, there's a sense this isn't fleeting. There's something very permanent about this. There's something eternal about this. There's something precious and priceless about this. Lord has all those feelings when he's diaphragm of Inu. But he sees the Kikar Ayazin that is gorgeous before it's destroyed. That's a description of what he sees. He sees fleeting beauty. He sees something that he knows is not going to last. That's precisely how it appears to him. So it's describing what he sees. Vayana Tokikar Ayarde, which is Kulay Mashka, Rufnei Shachis Hashem Esprenes Amayra, before it's destroyed. One way or another, inevitably to be gone, to be forgotten. In this case, destroyed. But that's how light sees it. Like used to joke, Hazal tell us, that stone is going to be destroyed. That's the decision of the light for the world. That's the decision of us all. By Avram Avinu Mitzarechad. And the things that look so pretty before they're destroyed, before they're gone, before, they're, before anything could be accomplished, no eternity. And in one of the saddest parishes of the Torah, Vayivchar Loi Loi, this Kol Kikar Ayardin. Loi chooses the Kikar Ayardin. He chooses that which looks pretty before it's destroyed. That which bursts on the scene in a tempting glow, in a tempting glitter, before it just disappears. And that's what Loi chooses. Vayisa Loi Mikedem. When he travels away from Hashem, Mikadmusei Shaloyim. He traveled away from relevance. He traveled away from Avram Avinu. 
When we read this parasha of the Torah, I think it warrants for us to ask the questions for ourselves. Do we perhaps sometimes, are we tempted, and what, and what we're tempted for, is it the Kika Ayardin that's so lush, Kulay Mashka, but only Lusnei Shachis Hashem Esbenes When we're sad about this decision of life, when we read an epic tragedy of a person who gives up eternity, who gives up the Lumhaza and Lumhaba of Rochnius, the Lumhaza and Lumhaba of closeness to Hashem, of Kirus Hashem, the Lumhaza and Lumhaba of Avodus Hashem. For what? For what? For things that are cool and masculine, for things that are very fleeting and temporary. I think we, it, 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 it's important for us in reading this parsha to make sure that it can't be said on us by Yivchar Kalish as Kokikar Ayardin that we don't choose those lush, choose things that are permanent, choose things, choose relevance. This involves all different areas, whether it means where we live one day, live near a Rebbe, live near Ladam Chashev, be part of a Chabura. Be connected to a Rebbe. A Bachar, be connected to a Rebbe. Learn by a Rebbe. Go to Shir, be by the place of relevance. Be by somebody who gives over a Torah, a true Torah. Connect to a Rebbe who you feel lives Torah in a true way, a true Eved Hashem. That is one part of the parasha that I wanted to speak about for a few minutes. We have a few minutes left. If, if I can, I would like to speak about another Indian in the parish for a few minutes. You have to be very careful when you learn Torah, I say. Certainly we have to think. Hashem wrote us to Torah and wants us to think that the parish that Torah is telling us. We have to be exceedingly careful. We don't try to impose our feelings on the others. I've heard different speeches, read things. People, Rahman make up new averes of Avram, of Yitzhak, Yaakov, of Yinu. On our highest madrega, we can't fathom the other taxation. Be very careful. We don't, well, Avram was thinking, you don't know. On my highest moment of our lives, we're not thinking the thought of Avram in the moment of his slipping. Avram of Who can fathom Avram's greatness? So we certainly don't say Aveus Avram. We don't just if a Rishon, if Chazal tell us, we're let it, we're let it say what Chazal say. Chazal says something mind-boggling in this week's parsha. Avram Avinu gets near Mitzrayim, and in being near Mitzrayim, Avram Avinu, in approaching Mitzrayim, he all of a sudden notices that his wife is Yifas Mara, his good looks. He may know your body. Behold, now I know, Keisha, you fast Mara up, that you're a person of good appearance. So Rashi talks, but he only knows now, he didn't know before. And the Nesivas, the Nesivas wrote a safer called Nachlat Yaakov. In the Nachlat Yaakov, he says to Shem Darizal something mind boggling. He says that Abraham Abinu Mitzrayim is a place of Christus, a bad place. Malishtufa Malizima, a very bad place. And Avram Avinu, the greatest human being who ever lived, unfathomable greatness. When he got near Mitzrayim, the influence of society, of the Nimshach Achas, 
A person's impacted by his environment is such a powerful force that the reason why Abraham Avinu was impacted a point oh 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 many more oh one in a man who wouldn't fathom a doctor and a doctor and a doctor and he looked at his wife different there was a degree of pride if you will by reason why right. there was something subtler than we can fathom <coughs> but there was some different way he looked at his wife in a less refined manner and Avram Avinu realizes it's a dangerous place if I am impacted so it's a dangerous place awesome and frightening such is the impact of environment such is the impact of environment that just Avram Avinu being close to Mitzrayim coming down to Mitzrayim the greatest human being who ever lived with much hardly any contact with Mitzrayim no story presented or conversation even just being in the environment that impacted Avram in the most subtle of ways possible he said this is a dangerous place I better do something I better hide my life it's dangerous here I see the impact I see an impact and therefore we never want to say this on our own has to show them but the Arizal says it and Nachmas Yaakov in the Siva Springs in Arizal and he says Dachm and Adach Avram was impacted you ever hear somebody try to say something like this on their own walk out of the speech I advise please but Arizal says it Dachm and Adach and Adach that Avram Avinu was impacted such is the power of impact of Siva of environment and Avram Avinu said I have to do something about it so I want to talk for a few minutes about the impact of American society. We live the Chesed Hashem in an amazing country of Chesed. I'm a big, I'm, I, I happen to be very patriotic. I'm very appreciative of this country. I like the country a lot. They've been good to us. Amazing. Such Chesed Hashem. Country, probably from the biggest supporters of Torah in the world, the American government, from the biggest supporters, the entire Lakewood practically, much of Lakewood, well, anybody who has relatives knows the HUDs and Huskies and all the different programming. It's an amazing country of kindness. I don't say they do it with Shema. They do kindness. Our jobs be not to tell you. Amazing kindness. However, we're impacted by society. There's an impact. We learn this parish of the subtle impact on the greatest person. A person's impacted. I feel this area we're impacted that I want to address for a few minutes left that we have. We live in a country of chesed. It, the country is about doing for the next person, certainly. But the country speaks about live and let live. There's no law. Do what you want. Freedom. Freedom. Allowances. A certain liberal mindset. I can do what I want. You do what you want. As if somehow that's a minus. As if somehow that creates a massive bliss. It always fascinates me. Rabbi says, people the happiness, success, freedom, I can do what I want. As if that's like some model of success or happiness. And we're impacted by that. Teenagers today, if a parent says, excuse me, and mums the child, the child's a little angry. You should thank Hashem, Rabbi Say. If your parent muns you, if you're ready, if you're love, I know we're love, 
on Simcha's Torah, there were the people in the shul every week during Laney would go out and they'd have a chillin' party. The Rub said Simcha's Torah that this year we're not giving hakafas. Those that go out during the Laney for Kiddush, you're not getting the Torah told, we're going to give you a chillin' pot and you're going to dance in the chillin' pot. He didn't make the end of davening. I saw in the middle of davening at the shul I was davening. The Rub, they threw him on his head. Never. He gave nothing. <coughs> we're impacted by Goyim. We're impacted that if somebody tells us law, if somebody tells us din, if somebody tells us mesh, but rules, like, oh, that's terrible. We're impacted. It's, 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 it's an impact from the Goyim. It's an impact from the environment that we think living and living. We should beg somebody to give us Teichacha. We should arrange our whole lives. When you're in base Medrash, when a box of somebody's in the sister, typically, so they already have the rules. As we get older, they Medrash to Colonel. To, I remember being married and feeling a certain fear. I opened my fridge. This is cool. You can buy what you want. You put in what you want in the fridge. I remember the feeling. You get older, you don't have to have a Mechiach. Somebody who sets you straight, who gives you limitations, who says what you can't do. It is precious to have somebody who guides us, who corrects us, who challenges us, who gives us regulations and rules. It's precious. He gives it to a smart person and he loves you. He thanks you. I feel so fortunate that I have somebody who sets me straight, who guides me, who gives me rules. Can I ask anybody here? You know, every single day you're going to we're going to dive in marriage in five minutes. I'm going to dive in marriage, and you're going to ask Hashem, you're going to pray to Hashem that you don't have sadness. Could somebody here, besides Rabbi Kron and Rabbi somebody here could tell me where in Shmaya Esrei do you dive in a boy not to have sadness? You know which bracha in Shmaya Esrei? The bracha for din. Unbelievable irony. Where would I die not to have sadness? Maybe in Parnassa? Maybe in Slicha? Do you know where we died for happiness? You know where we died to remove sadness? In the bracha for Mishpat, for din. In the bracha we ask, bring back the Shaistim. It is good for a person to have limitations. It is good for a person to have rules. It is good for a person to have structure. A person thrives like that. is in the broth of think I think we're impacted tremendously by a world of live and let live. You know you're a lousy chavit. You allow your chavit to speak lush and hard. You're a lousy friend. Don't be impacted by Goyim. In the Goyish world, it's viewed like the live and let live. The Myra of them is have tolerance. They, they tolerance is so... We don't have tolerance. Or, why would I tolerate? Excuse me. Don't, please don't curse in front of me. Please don't speak lush and hard. I'm children. That's not a place for tolerance. That's not a chavit. We're not so short-sighted that we look for the next two seconds and felt good. He's not a good shepherd for me. He doesn't care about me and my eternity. A chaver doesn't encourage me. Who doesn't push me? Let's go. Let's get it out of me. Come. Live and learn, live, you know? Now, everybody does it in his dude in a cool way. Don't be a muster giver. 
Don't lecture people. Don't be holy to them. They have to learn to do it properly. Encourage. Build. Demand. But we come in a society and we're influenced by society, which teaches us powers allowed. That's not what we value as Yiddin. We have a mitzvah that writes, Inspire your friends. Encourage your friends. Find the right way to do it. Find a smooth and comfortable, find an effective way to do it. But we don't value this tolerance. You know that nudge, it's so hard to bring along, you do a trip with friends, then as manim. You have that one guy who doesn't let us speak Russian Harim. He makes us go to every minion. Yeah, that's the right guy. He's 100% right. There's a course to be around him. Avram is the Baal Chesed. It's unbelievable being around Avram. There's a price your animals can't steal. Your shepherds can't allow their animals to graze. Avram is the Baal Chesed. You're throwing light away yet? Yeah. Under these conditions, light. I love you like crazy. I'll give you everything and anything. You can't steal in my presence. You can't be around doing these things. There's a price, there's a cost to be around Avram. It's great, it's delicious, it's fun, it's happy, it's super. It's eternal. There's a price. You have to be, live with integrity. It's not just all goes. That's not the friendship. That's not the Kesha to a Tzadik. That's not the Kesha to a Ben Aliyah. So let's not be impacted by the guy. Let's push out those foreign influences. Let's be people who hold our friends accountable in a nice way, in a beautiful way, in a thoughtful way. Who hold each other accountable, who encourage each other, who perhaps even inspire and push each other to hire Madragas. That's a heaven. That's caring. That's eternal caring. That's a friendship. That's a real person. That's a person unimpacted by Western mentality. The Western mentality comes if you follow history. There's an age when government dominated and hurt the people. It's called the Dark Ages. The government kept the people poor. The common man rebelled, the French Revolution. The culmination of American government is the freedom of the people. The people rule. There is no government. There is no rule, essentially. As little rules as possible, we could do as we choose. No rules of Kedusha, certainly. That's the ultimate, like there's no rules, as little as possible the society can run. Certainly, the government can't oppress. Certainly, they can't destroy people. The answer is neither this way nor that way. The answer is terror. The answer is certainly respect the people, love, chesed, balance with beautiful mishpas, with beautiful law. Somebody once came to this beautiful Mokham Torah. He said, it's flourishing. A, a man came, he sat in my office, and he said he had a principle himself. He said, I got to see this place. I also tried the love system, and it doesn't work. Those were his words. I also tried the love system. I looked at the love system. Yeah, we just love the boys no matter what. I said, I don't know such a system. You're not Taizaya? You don't demand? You don't ask? You don't require? I never heard of such a thing. Of course it doesn't work. Without mishpat is sadness. Without mishpat is lack of success. A person needs rules. A person needs requirements. The balance of mishpat with chesed. Relationship with rules. Relationship with expectations. Wonderful success. We should all be to make the decisions of being around our Avramadunas, of being around our leaders, our Rebbeim, 
of being around our yeshivas, of being around our holy places. We should all make those decisions of not giving up the holy things in life, the precious things in life, for those that are fleeting, for those that are unimportant. And we should all be zayisha to not be influenced by those forces, those powers that surround us, to block off those influences and to make sure with truth to the Torah that causes a person to be at relevant, that causes a person to have a Kesher Kesher. Amen. Amen.